Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hello there. Welcome back. This is going to be for 2 Kings chapter 20. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death, and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him, and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall, and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember how now I have walked before thee in truth, and with a perfect heart, and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And it came to pass, before Isaiah was gone out into the middle court, that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord. And I will add unto thy days fifteen years, and I will deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. President Kimball said, Just as Ecclesiastes 3 says, I am confident that there is a time to die, but I believe also that many people die before their time, because they are careless, abuse their bodies, take unnecessary chances, or expose themselves to hazards, accidents, and sickness. Of the antediluvians we read, Hast thou marked the old way which wicked men have have trodden, which were cut down out of time, whose foundation was over, overflown with flood, with a flood? In Ecclesiastes 7.17 we find this statement, Be not overmuch wicked, neither be thou foolish. Why shouldst thou die before thy time? I believe we may die prematurely, but seldom exceed our time very much. One exception was Hezekiah, 25-year-old king of Judah, who was far from godly than his successors or predecessors. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death, and the prophet Isaiah came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Hezekiah, loving life as we do, turned his face to the wall and wept bitterly, saying, Remember now how I I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart. The Lord yielded unto his prayers. I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. A modern illustration of this exceptional extension of life took place in November 1881. My uncle David Patton Kimball left his home in Arizona on a trip across the Salt River Desert. He had fixed up his books and settled accounts and had told his wife of a premonition that he would not return. He was lost on the desert for two days and three nights, suffering untold agonies of thirst and pain. He passed into the spirit world and described later in a letter of January 8, 1882 to my sister what happened there. He had seen his parents. My father told me I could remain there if I chose to do so, but I pled with him that I might stay with my family long enough to make them comfortable, to repent of my sins and more fully prepare myself for the change. Had it not been for this, I never should have returned home except as a corpse. Father finally told me I could remain two years and to do all the good I could during that time, after which he would come for me. He mentioned four others that he would come for also. Two years years to the day from that experience, on the desert he died easily and apparently without pain. Shortly before he died, he looked up and called Father, Father. Within Within approximately a year of his death, the other four men named were also dead. 
verse 7, And Isaiah said, Take a lump of figs, and they took and laid it on the boil, and he recovered. He may have suffered from carbuncles or clusters of boils, a condition arising from unclean skin. And Hezekiah said unto Isaiah, What shall be the sign that the Lord will heal me, and that I shall go up into the house of the Lord the third day? And Isaiah said, The sign shalt thou have of the Lord, that the Lord will do the thing that he hath spoken. Shall the shadow go forward ten degrees, or go back ten degrees? And Hezekiah answered, It is a light thing for the shadow to go down ten degrees. Nay, but let the shadow return backward ten, ten degrees. And Isaiah the prophet cried unto the Lord, and he brought the shadow ten degrees backward, by which it had gone down in the, in the dial of Ahaz. Ahaz was Hezekiah's father. The dial was an invention to tell time. Each mark was a quarter of an hour. Moving back ten degrees was two and a half hours. This may have only been a local instance. Scholars have suggested that this may have been an extraordinary refraction of the sun's rays, which has been recorded to have produced similar phenomenon in other places. In Metz, France, it was recorded on, the March, on March the 27th, 1703, a similar retrogression on the sundial of about an hour and a half due to a refraction of the sun's rays by a vapor cloud. Verse 5. Go and say to Hezekiah... Oh, I'm sorry, that's... Uh, this is another quote I'm trying to do here. Okay, I'm going to move on. Verse 12, And at that time, Berodach Baladan and the son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent letters and a present unto Hezekiah, for he had heard that Hezekiah had been sick. And Hezekiah hearkened unto them and showed them all the house of his precious things, the silver and the gold and the spices and the precious ointment, and all the house of his armor and all that was found in his treasures. There was nothing in his house, nor in his dominion, in all his dominion, that Hezekiah showed them not. Then came Isaiah the prophet unto king Hezekiah, and said unto him, What said these men? And from whence came they unto thee? And Hezekiah said, They are come from a far country, even from Babylon. And he said, What have they seen in thine house? And Hezekiah answered, All the things that are in mine house have they seen. There is nothing among my treasures that I have not showed them. And Isaiah said unto Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord. Behold, the days come that all that is in thine house, and that which thy fathers have laid up in store, unto this day shall be carried into Babylon. Nothing shall be left, saith the Lord. And of thy sons that shall issue from thee, which thou shalt beget, shalt they take away, and they shall be eunuchs, or officers, in the palace of the king of Babylon. Then said Hezekiah unto Isaiah, Good is the word of the Lord which thou hast spoken. And he said, It is not good if peace and truth be in my days. Or is it not good if peace and truth be in my days? And the rest of the acts of Hezekiah and all his might and how he made a pool and a conduit and brought water into the city, are they not written in the book of the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah? And Hezekiah slept with his fathers and Manasseh, his son, reigned in his stead. Now the fact that Manasseh is born within that 15-year period uh, that his life was extended, uh, his, uh, Manasseh becomes actually one of the most wicked kings that Israel ever had. Anyway, that's the end of the chapter, and we'll see you next time. Bye.